Everybody suffers, so how can I pray for you? Welcome to the EverybodySuffers.com podcast. I'm Carl Brown. My hope is that through this podcast, I can help you make sense out of suffering so that either you can experience consolation or so you can share that consolation with others. The podcast is brought to you by Our Lady of Kibeho. Kibeho, Rwanda was the site of the most recent major church-approved apparition of our Blessed Mother. She warned us of the Rwandan genocide of 1994, and she also reintroduced the Seven Sorrows Rosary. Mary gave this warning more than 10 years before the genocide, which she confirmed by predicting the death and resurrection of three visionaries in Rwanda. And the warning she gave the people of Rwanda, she specifically said, It was not just for Rwanda, but a warning for the whole world. So what will you do now? Will you pray the rosary every day as she asked? Or will you one day regret not having done enough to prevent what she warned us about? Today's episode, I'm super excited for. Uh, It's one of the most important messages, I think, in life. I, I shared this kind of extemporaneously with my son, the other day, as I was giving him a ride, and this is a, this is tied into the Seven Sorrows of Mary and the conferences that my wife and my son and I do, but this is also just about life, and and it, I started by by sharing with my son that there's this great quote from, I think it's from Coach Bear Bryant. Other people have said it. I'm not sure exactly who it's from, but I think it's from Coach Bryant. And the quote is, The will to win is not needed. What's needed is the will to prepare to win. There's a big difference there. And it also reminds me of a quote from Henry Ford. And that is, If you think you can or you think you can't, you are right. If you have it in your mind that you can do something, and you just continue to persevere at it, chances are you will be able to do it. But if you think in your mind that you cannot do something, then the chances of you being able to do it are pretty low. And these these are things about the human condition. These are realities about the human condition. And it's important to know them, and very few people will ever tell you about them. And so I think about the the importance of some of the the, awareness we should have about the human condition. And I think about a a quote from uh, the Second Vatican Council, and I'm just going to paraphrase it, but Christ reveals man to man. He reveals humanity to mankind. He he shows us from the inside what it's like to be human. And that's a that's a great thought and that's a truth. And I think that there's a corollary here as it relates to the seven sorrows of Mary and that is that Mary can reveal you to you. Christ reveals man to man. He, reve- he, he explains 
he defines, he expounds on the reality of being human, and he shares that with all of us, at the macro level. But at the micro level, Mary can reveal truths about you to you. And the, the reason I started with the quote that what's needed is the will to, to prepare to win and that if you think you can or think you can't, you're right, is because those are reflections on the internal life. And there's so many people out there trying to tell you, you know, here's a life hack. Here's how to, here's how to be the best student. Here's how to be the best cook, the best, you know, runner. Um, here's how to get the most out of life or uh, whatever. And these are messages from the outside. But then as human beings, we, we encounter this experience where the messages from the inside can overpower the messages from the outside. And what I mean, I'll explain what I mean by that with a quote from St. Paul. He says, why do I do the thing I hate? Even St. Paul, who is one of the greatest saints that we have in the, in the tradition of Christianity, even he was saying, there's this struggle inside my heart and and which which just reminds me of th- this great quote from Alexander Solzhenitsyn the line dividing good and evil cuts through the heart of every human being and the reason i like that so much and the reason i'm bringing that quote in here is because it's interiorly it's the things that are interior that can be so so powerful and so either restricting or so liberating. And there's also a quote from Epictetus. I'm not exactly sure how to say his name, but it's not things that disturb us, but the interpretation of their significance. It's not things that disturb us, but the interpretation of their significance. So, so it's not things external, it's the interpretation of their significance. That's internal. We're talking about things happening in the human heart. And how can I say that Mary can reveal you to you? It's by virtue of the prophecy of Simeon. Simeon says that a sword of sorrow will pierce the heart of Mary so that thoughts from many hearts can be revealed. This is self-knowledge, and self-knowledge is essential to growth. So, I forget exactly who it was that said the following quote, but you probably know it better than I do, and I don't want to get it, I don't want to say the wrong name. The unexamined life is not worth living. (laughs) That's a great quote. The unexamined life is not worth living, and so many people today are living the unexamined life. They're, they believe they're, they have been taught how to think or they just are defaulting to a way of thinking and they're just going through life mindlessly. I'll take that quote, the unexamined life is not worth living, and I'll just 
ratchet it up a little bit and give it a little more specific direction and say the spiritual life without meditation is not worth living. You, we, we, we almost can't live a spiritual life without meditation. And what I mean by meditation is writing down thoughts, putting them on paper, and reflecting on them. And this, is, this gets to some of what we see our Blessed Mother doing in both finding Jesus in the, in the temple and um, but, but, no, both in the presentation in the temple and then finding Jesus in the temple, that she pondered these things in her heart. That is meditation. That is the interior reflection. And, you know, King Herod, he, he pri- imprisoned John the Baptist, right? Nope. That's not what Scripture says. Scripture says he harbored John the Baptist. It, it might be interpreted as he imprisoned or he whatever, but he harbored St. John the Baptist. And, and the reason I say that is because it's the same word used there for harbor as what Mary did with these thoughts in her heart. She pondered these thoughts in her heart. That's what meditation is. That is what is essential to the spiritual life. The unexamined life is not worth living. Well, the spiritual life without meditation is not worth living. And we should engage in spiritual meditation on a regular basis, and we should write things down. And if we don't write them down, it's like, our minds are just going to be tossed from here to there. We'll, we'll lose the train of thought. We'll lose the thoughts that we have, and we can't grow from them. And it's through meditation that we'll have self-knowledge. When I first attempted fasting as an adult, when I first thought to myself, I'm going to fast... And it was a thought from within. It was not an imposed fast. I thought, oh, I'm going to fast today. <laughs> I'm going to fast for, from bread and water, or, or from bread and water only. That's when I realized what Solzhenitsyn had talked about. The line dividing good and evil cuts through the heart of every human being. That's when I realized what St. Paul meant when he said, why do I do the thing I hate that's when I realized how important self-knowledge is and that, the, that the, the spiritual life without meditation is not worth living. I, I, in my head, I said, I'm going to fast. I had the will to win. And then 12 o'clock rolled by and I thought, I want a sandwich. <laughs> and, and then so the will to prepare to win was different than the will to win. And so I asked myself, as St. Paul did, why do I do the thing I don't want to do? I said to myself this morning, I want to fast. Why do I not have the ability to just do what my, I told my brain I was going to do? And there's something going on in my heart. What is it? How can I find that out? 
Simeon says to Mary, a sword of sorrow will pierce your heart, will pierce your soul, that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. What are those thoughts from many hearts? Whose hearts is Simeon talking about, if not yours and mine? He's not talking about Mary and Jesus' hearts. He's talking about yours and mine. A sword of sorrow will pierce the heart a sort of sorrow pierced the soul of Mary that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. Father Chad Ripperger and Father Carlos Martin are exorcists and they engage in casting out demons on a regular basis and they testify to the power of our Blessed Mother, especially Our Lady of Sorrows and especially at uncovering what's in the heart so, you may have experienced, as I certainly have, a moment where you say, I, my head says, do this, my heart won't do it. Why is that? And we can, we can really fool ourselves in our head when our heart is not congruent. So, how can we find out? That thing, how can we grow in that self knowledge? Simeon said, A sword of sorrow pierce your soul, that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. It, it, it's almost implied in there that there are thoughts in your heart that need to be revealed. And I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you something shocking. You have been wounded in such a way that you don't even know that you're wounded anymore. You are walking with a limp, then you've grown used to the limp. You don't even realize it's a limp anymore because it's a mental limp. It's an emotional limp. You have, you have this wound, and it is the reason that this quote is so true. It's not the things that disturb us, but our interpretation of their significance and our and the wounds we've experienced are the things that color or filter our perception of the, our interpretation of the significance of the things that happen. And I, one thing that's amazing I want to share with you, I experienced this through these conferences. When I first started praying the seven sorrows rosary, I started to see how the seven sorrows could help people grow in virtue. And then I could start to see from there what was the reason the virtue was needed. <laughs> and, and, and then from that virtue being needed, I could see that there was some vice that had taken hold. And I started to look for how did that vice get there? And so I put together from prayer a roadmap to help people identify this. And that's what our conferences are. The Everybody Suffers Conference, uh, and sometimes we'll, we'll call it the seven Christian responses to suffering. The conference that, that 
that I do and that, and that sometimes my wife and son come with and help put on, that conference is designed at helping you discover what it is that has wounded you and how you can grow from that. And that's how, how you can have that self-knowledge, how the sword of sorrow that pierced Mary's soul can help many thoughts for many hearts to be revealed. The thoughts that are in your heart that are locked up, that are otherwise inaccessible. So I, I, I wrote this book and I had in there the beginnings of that and then I developed that further into this conference. You can, you can hear the podcast episode on the testimonials from people who've experienced that. You can read that on the website, everybodysuffers.com. The conference unpacked that to help other people. And in our conference, when we get to that part, and it's interactive, and it's not something I can do on a podcast, but when we get to that part in the conference, that's when I see on people's faces, oh my gosh. And that oh my gosh feeling is the thoughts from many hearts being revealed. That's The people who come to our conferences are having this, this realization of this internal thing in their heart, and it's, and it's being brought, brought to life by virtue of Our Lady of Sorrows. And it's very powerful, and it's very, it's, it provides a roadmap to recovery because we are wounded people and hurt people, people who've been hurt, they hurt people, hurt people, hurt people. And that's why this conference can be so life-changing. And that's why this conference is now available online. It's interactive. I can't cover it in a podcast. I can't cover it in a blog post. It's hinted at in the book, but it's interactive. So it can only be experienced in an interactive way. So so I made that part of the conference that we do available online at everybodysuffers.com. And I just want to share this with everybody because everybody suffers and People who suffer, people who are wounded, they are hurt, and hurt people hurt people. And to the degree that we can help people heal from those hurts, then we can help them to stop hurting people, and we can help them to have this self-awareness that the thoughts of many hearts can be revealed, that people can start to grow in virtue and become freer to love God. And that that can be the foundation of a civilization of love. This is this is what I really desire. Someone asked this week, "What does your what does your heart break for, and why?" And my heart breaks for people who are hurt, who then continue to hurt people and perpetuate cycles. And Jesus is the one who can break that that cycle. And he and Jesus has given this grace to Our Lady of Sorrows, that through the sword of sorrow that pierces her soul, many thoughts from many hearts can be revealed and can bring healing and restoration to you and to so many other people. So I really encourage you, if you haven't, to do this, this conference online. Come to one of our conferences. You can see them. Click on events at everybodysuffers.com. 
Through Mary's intercession, we can experience peace in our family, find insights from the Holy Spirit, experience consolation both in our sorrows and our work, receive answers to prayer, experience protection from the enemy of our soul, experience Mary's assistance at the hour of our death. Thank you for joining me in this podcast today. I'm Carl Brown, and this is the EverybodySuffers.com podcast. After all, everybody suffers, so how can I pray for you? Email me your prayer requests at carl at everybodysuffers.com. And podcast statistics are hard to come by, so if this episode was helpful to you, please let me know. Email me, carl at everybodysuffers.com. My hope is that through this podcast, I can help you make sense out of suffering so that either you experience consolation or you can share this consolation with others. So share this episode with others. God bless you. Have a great day. Looking forward to sharing more with you in a future episode.